Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing a topic near and dear to the Harry Potter story, magic. Within the greater wizarding world, magic flourishes at every turn, captivating readers and transporting them into a world of wonders. From spellbinding duels to extraordinary enchantments, the wizarding world exhibits an extraordinary amount of mystical potential. At times, the capabilities of magic even seem boundless. However, lurking beneath the surface of this magical tapestry lies a fascinating question. What are the limitations of magic? Forget what magic can do, let's instead focus on what it can't do. Taking this approach, I think we're in for a much shorter list. Let's dive in. Gamp's Law No discussion surrounding the limitations of magic is complete without first addressing Gamp's Law of Elemental Transfiguration, a magical law within the Wizarding World that governs the rules and limitations of transfiguration. I should also point out that law in this context refers to a set of scientific principles and not a piece of prohibitive legislation. In the Harry Potter universe, conjuration is a form of transfiguration magic that involves the summoning or creation of objects, creatures, or substances through magical means. It is a branch of magic focused on materializing things out of thin air, or transforming existing objects into something else. And according to Gamp's Law, there are five principal exceptions as far as what can be created out of thin air. Your mother can't produce food out of thin air, no one can. Food is the first of the five principal exceptions to Gamp's law of elemental transfiguration. It's impossible to make good food out of nothing. You can summon it if you know where it is, you can transform it, you can increase the quantity if you've already got some. As shown above, the first known principal exception to Gamp's law is food. However, what's interesting is that even though the law prohibits creating food from scratch, it does allow for food to be transformed, multiplied, or altered through transfiguration magic. And though we know food to be number one on the list of five principal exceptions to Gamp's law, the other four remain unpublished in official Wizarding World lore. However, this does leave the door wide open for theories, and I happen to have a few. Exception number four, gold. Given that Gamp's law seems to be centered around conjuration, I think it's reasonable to infer that the other four exceptions were simply other categories of substances which could also not be created from nothing. 
Based on what I know about wizarding society, I suspect that one of the other main exceptions is somehow related to money or gold. This would explain why, in a flourishing and plentiful wizarding society, poor witches and wizards exist, and also how wizarding poverty could exist at all. I can't imagine that the Weasley family or Remus Lupin were poor by choice, and it's important to note that even witches and wizards would need some form of incentive to work, so I think that the inability to conjure currency fits quite well here. It's also likely that the exceptions with gold were deeper rooted than food, as if gold could be multiplied as food could be, then it still wouldn't really be any kind of an issue. Being too lazy to multiply your own gold is not exactly an excuse for being poor, so I imagine it's just not a possibility. Furthermore, if it was possible to transfigure things into gold, then the quest for the fabled Philosopher's Stone, which does just that, wouldn't have been going on for centuries. Exception number three, life. I strongly suspect that another one of the exceptions to Gamp's law is conjuring life. At first glance, there are a few instances in the series that would contradict this, like Hermione being able to conjure a swarm of birds. However, it's important to note that these conjured animals are not truly alive but rather intricate replicas of life. While they may appear remarkably real, they lack the ability to grow, reproduce, or go through a life cycle. Thus, they do not violate Gamp's law, as they are not considered living beings. Furthermore, the ability to conjure living objects, such as animals, would inherently conflict with another aspect of Gamp's law, which prohibits the conjuration of food. For instance, even if one were to conjure a transfigured chicken, it would merely be a replica and provide no nourishment if butchered and consumed. Furthermore, one of the underlying themes of Harry Potter is that no matter how you choose to go about it, death is an inevitability. Cheating death is simply not possible, and I feel that creating artificial life would somehow undermine this messaging. Exception number two, love. In the Harry Potter series, love is a powerful and recurring theme, it is depicted as a force that transcends magic and influences the actions and relationships of the characters. It's also portrayed as a driving force that can conquer evil, protect loved ones, and inspire acts of bravery and sacrifice. So, given the power of love, it seems a fitting exception to Gamp's law. However, I suspect your minds may now be deviating towards a specific potion, Amortentia, aka the love potion. Amortentia is the most powerful love potion in the world. It is distinctive for its mother of pearl sheen, and its steam rises from the potion in spirals. Amortentia smells different to each person, according to what attracts them. And while Amortentia may be labeled the love potion, there is an important distinction that needs to be made here. You see, while Amortentia mimics love and induces powerful infatuation, it does not create genuine love just a semblance of love that is derived from strong obsession. Real love is not something that's achievable via magic, and this is reinforced by Slughorn himself. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Exception number one, knowledge, information. 
The realm of magic includes the ability to manipulate thoughts, memories, and emotions. While altering thoughts and memories is considered a legitimate form of magic, techniques like legilimency and occlumency do not fall under the purview of transfiguration. This is because thoughts are intangible and spiritual in nature, not physical substances. Transfiguration, on the other hand, deals with the magical alteration, conjuring, and manipulation of physical objects. As a result, thoughts cannot be modified, created, or erased through the use of transfiguration. Furthermore, although it is possible to enhance one's intelligence, acquire knowledge, improve cleverness, transfer information from one mind to another, and generally manipulate what one knows, finding a ready-made solution by waving a wand is not possible. While there are tools such as correcting feathers and answer-writing quills, their abilities are limited in certain ways. Otherwise, characters like Dumbledore could effortlessly obtain vast amounts of information about Tom Riddle in an instant, or create entirely new spells within moments. Therefore, while it is possible to gather information and increase one's intellectual capacity, it remains impossible to conjure information out of thin air. And those five would be my guesses for the exceptions to Gamp's Law. Food, love, life, love, and knowledge. However, the exceptions outlined in Gamp's Law are certainly not the only limitations to magic. In reality, there are many other things that magic can't accomplish. Let's dive into some more. Aging The process of aging and the desire to hold or reverse it is a recurring theme in fiction, but in the Harry Potter universe, magic does not, as far as I can tell, serve as a means to control or manipulate age. Witches and wizards do have various supraphysiological benefits when compared with humans, such as a slower rate of aging and or longer lifespans. But stopping or slowing aging with magic doesn't seem possible. All too often we have witnessed wise old wizards with white beards trailing down to the floor, and to suggest that this could be controlled with a bit of magic seems unlikely. However, no conversation surrounding aging would be complete without mentioning the Philosopher's Stone, or more specifically, the Elixir of Life. The Elixir of Life was a potion created from the Philosopher's Stone by Nicola Flamel that extends the taker's life. Both Nicola Flamel and his wife took the potion for most of their lives, and it allowed them to live upwards of 600 years old. However, the long-term effects of the Philosopher's Stone are largely undocumented. Whether drinking the potion could truly result in eternal life is not known. The potion does suggest that witches and wizards have some degree of influence over their rate of aging, but I would classify use of the rare and sought-after Philosopher's Stone to be a bit of a one-off. Resurrection The act of resurrecting the dead is portrayed as highly complex and near impossible in the Harry Potter universe. While there are instances of characters returning from apparent death, such as Voldemort in Harry Potter, these cases involve unique circumstances and powerful magic. Resurrection is not a common or easily achievable feat, and even when attempted, it comes with significant risks and consequences. If the tale of the Deathly Hallows is anything to go by, then we know that death is an inevitability, and that attempts to cheat or circumvent death are futile. This is reinforced through use of the Resurrection Stone, which only brings back shades of the former individuals, more physically solid than a ghost, but less so than a living body. There's also the Inferi, but that's hardly a resurrection. The Inferius is a corpse that has been reanimated by dark wizard's spells. It is not alive, it is merely used like a puppet to do the wizard's bidding. Healing Cursed Wounds 
Although there are healing spells and magical remedies within the wizarding world that can cure a variety of ailments, it should be mentioned that there are limitations to what magic can heal, especially when it comes to cursed wounds. In the Harry Potter story, there are a variety of characters that sustained irreversible injuries, such as Mad-Eye Moody, George Weasley, and even Dumbledore. Had these cursed injuries been treatable, Mad-Eye wouldn't have lost his eye, George wouldn't have lost his ear, and Dumbledore may not have lost his life. Cloning To an extent, this one sort of falls under the category of life mentioned above. The concept of cloning isn't really explored in the Harry Potter series, and as far as we can tell, there is no indication that creating identical copies of living beings is a possibility within the known magical framework. The duplication of individuals through magical means, such as Polyjuice Potion, allows for temporary impersonation but does not involve the creation of independent and identical clones. Now I know what you're thinking. What about the much younger version of Voldemort, aka Tom Riddle, in the Chamber of Secrets? Wasn't that a clone? Well, not quite. Yes, at one stage there would have been two Voldemorts present in the world, but no, the new Voldemort wouldn't be a clone of the old Voldemort. The two would still share a life force, and so the destruction of one could mean the destruction of the other. However, the most important thing to remember is that the present day Voldemort would be far too arrogant to accept that another version of him exists in the world, one who is his equal. To quote Highlander, there can only be one. The soul? The concept of the soul is explored in the Harry Potter series quite a lot, particularly through Voldemort's attempts to split his soul and create Horcruxes. However, the idea of completely regaining or restoring a damaged or fragmented soul is not addressed as a possibility. The process of fragmenting the soul is depicted as irreversible and morally reprehensible, with severe consequences for those who engage in such dark magic. And that concludes my list of the limitations of magic. I'm sure I've left some things out of my discussion here, so please do comment any limitations of magic that come to your minds down below. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams, and forget to live.